Welcome to the Construction Influencer Podcast, where we talk about all things construction, leadership, and business. I'm your host, Nicole Miller. Today, I have a very special guest with us, Michael Boonsma from Cordoba. Thank you for be- well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I always say thank you for being here, but I always come to people's places, which is great because I can see kind of where all of this goes down. Yeah. Well, thank you. So first of all, I want to talk a little bit about Cordoba and what Cordoba is all about. So just give us a little bit of that. Sure. I can talk for hours on that. So I'll give you the the quick uh, down and dirty. Cordoba has been around for 34 years. Uh, Single owner, George Pla, started the business uh, in his uh, living room. And since then has grown from a planning firm to now we have four sectors, uh, energy sector, education and facilities, which is uh, the sector that I run, uh, transportation and water. And those water is our newest sector. Uh, energy is our fastest growing sector based on the industry. And uh, I've been uh, senior VP for education and facilities for about the last five or six years. So talk about your role specifically. What do you do here? So mostly what we do under education facilities is construction and program management. It's about 50-50 split. So uh, we're about about 20 plus districts uh, throughout California. Uh, so I cover the whole state. Uh, and then I, um, you know, the operations, the business development. Uh, I have fantastic teams that I work with that make me look really good. And we've been... It's always a good thing, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. when they're performing well and you can say, like, look at what they've done and it's a reflection of yeah, your leadership. They are, they are rock stars and it's been awesome to, to continue to grow. Not only that sector, but uh, work with the other sectors as well because... Uh, you know, we, we cross-pollinate quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, CMs from, you know, we do construction management, program management throughout all four sectors. So uh, I get to work with the other sectors as well. Um, I, Lucy Labruzzo and I, I call her my work sister. Uh, she's the VP for the energy sector, and she and I talk all the time. So how many people do you actually lead here? Uh, so Cordoba has uh, about 430, 440 people as of this week. We've actually continued to grow during uh, COVID. Uh, so the Which way, is a great thing. Yeah, Not a lot been, of businesses can say that. We've been super blessed. And that's a testament to George's leadership that goes all the way down. Uh, uh, down he must throw. be a stellar guy because I'm always interested in individuals that start a company from their garage, right? That's always sure, a yeah. really cool story. So I will, would love that story as well. But you manage a bunch of people, right? Right. We're about 25% of the, of the work at four sectors and um, we're about 25% of the work. At Talk to me about your leadership style. Uh, well, I mean... For me, it has to be empowering the folks. So first, it's it's recruiting and retaining you know the best and the brightest and the and the, and the folks that are smarter than you, right? You, if you're the smartest one Always in the room, then you're the probably room. not hiring. Yeah. yeah, you're probably not hiring the, the right folks. So um, hiring them and uh, getting them to buy into what Cordoba is all about, which is you know mid-sized local firm, uh, you know, in a growth uh, you know growth projection. How do you get the buy-in? Uh, well, you know, a lot of times folks know about Cordoba, but they don't know, you know, they'll, they'll know what, what, who Cordoba was yesterday or five or 10 years ago. And it's, you know, getting them up to date saying, Hey, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Here's the, you know, the different areas where we're, uh, where we feel we're strong and, you know, and showing that where their, uh, their, uh, personalities as well as their skill sets complement that and, you know, why, and a lot of a lot of times, and this is what attracted me to Cordoba was, um, I wanted somewhere that I could grow with the company. Absolutely. You know, I didn't want to get into a big bureau. And what's interesting for me is with my Air Force background, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about in just a minute. Yeah. Uh, with my, I, I had been, in, you know, people are like, oh, I, I work at this big bureaucratic firm. I'm like, actually, the Air Force is more big and bureaucratic yeah. than you can imagine. Now, don't get me wrong, the Air Force does things that's fantastic, and you know, and with, with all the resources and the people there are fantastic, but. 
you know, I went from you know something that is you know government agency now to Cordoba that has a super you know flat leadership style. You know when you when you came over just a second ago, I was in George's office you know talking about some strategies and some things that we need to do. I had breakfast with him yesterday. You know that flat leadership. You know and, and my project managers out in the field, uh, many of them report directly to me, which you know makes annual review time kind of cumbersome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's but, a lot of people. Yeah, but what's cool about that is um, you know. The, the direction and the execution is very streamlined. The communication. And the communication comes straight, you know, straight, straight to the individual, and they feel like they understand what's going on. They feel like w where we're going, and that was what attracted me. Like I said before, to Cordoba is that I, you know, I got briefed on the vision, and I bought into it. I knew that we were serious about it, and you know, I've seen Cordoba grow from when I started 11 and a half years ago, 70 people to where we are That's today. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah so. so talk to me about the transition from the Air Force into Cordoba, and then we will talk about who you are in the Air Force as well. So sure. what is that transition like? You're in the Air Force doing your thing, and you now come over to Cordoba. Yeah, so that kind of what started that, um, the, the way the Air Force, I went to the Air Force Academy, you have a, and then pilot training, you have a commitment after that. So it, all in all, it was about a 10-year commitment. So I was coming up on my commitment, and I was, my wife and I were trying to decide you know, what we wanted to do. We had Two kids, I think, at the time, and we were planning on having. Well, we have four kids now, so mm -hmm. that was kind of the plan. And we've been super blessed uh, in that in that area. Um, and we were like, well, you know, being a big family, you know, do we want to? You know, well, well, she went. She and I both grew up in Anaheim uh, here locally in Southern California. That was kind of a goal, but then we weren't necessarily married to that. So um, I. Through the Air Force, which has given me tons of opportunity, and I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, I was able to get my MBA through that, and that kind of like sparked a little bit of an entrepreneurial, like um, I don't know, undercurrent, if you will, sure. in me. And I was like, well, and, and that was you know, you're reading the Wall Street Journal every day. You're you're saying words like, you know, finance instead of finance, which I'm back to finance, by the way. You know, so <laughs> but people will debate yeah, what yeah, is yeah, the right well, way and what is the wrong yeah, way, if right? If you're a finance nerd, then yeah, you're then you know finance. it's finance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was. Kind of on that, and I was like, all right, you know, and so I, you know, I applied for a position with uh, actually a sister uh, corporation that George was starting that was private equity, uh, and, you know, met with George, kind of, uh, he briefed me on the vision and where Cordoba and this other company were going. Uh, I felt very comfortable, you know, obviously, you know, my wife and I, we made pros and cons list and we yeah. prayed about it and we, you know, we, we came out here for a visit and you know, it was home to us, but we also weren't sure if that's where we wanted to be long term and doors just flew open for us to come out here and uh then you know the economy tanked right at the time that I was coming out which was super scary and that's what drove me to go well may, you know, maybe I'll just join the reserves as kind of a backup because you never you know I don't know was Cordoba going to be yeah, there you know, exactly. there's 70 people yeah. at a time with a bad economy yeah. who knew so um you know I joined the reserves uh out at Marcho Reserve Base um which has been a also um a great opportunity for me uh, as well and and for my family And then now, um, now I'm actually at a different squadron in Hawaii, which we can, you know, that's another, uh, I haven't been there yet because of COVID, but that's my new job. That's your new job. That's my new job. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, as the economy tanked, uh, back in, this was, I, I started, it was 08, 09. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, oh, we'll just go over to the, you know, I have a civil engineering, you know, degree in project management background sure. in the Air Force. So they said, we'll just move you over to the uh, project management side and then we'll go back to private equity once that gets started back up. Here and so, here you are. So yeah. talk to me about what, because there's some very fundamentals of the Air Force that I'm sure that you learned 
What fundamentals have you transferred over into your professional career here at Cordoba that have been supportive for your leadership style? Sure. Yeah, I mean, so part of, um, you know, part of being in a, uh, in a squadron in the Air Force, you know, it's, a lot of it starts with credibility. Like, mm-hmm. So first you have to have credibility uh, in what you do, whether it's flying a plane or whether it's construction uh, and, and, you know, not walking into the room and trying to be more credible than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, and, and some people would say, well, that's humility. But for me to sit here and say, well, I needed to be humble and I was, you know, that's not very humble. Um, so it's like recognizing and, and taking stock of where you are in your career and where other folks are and then learning from them. Uh, at the, and then when it's appropriate, being a leader when you're asked to lead, you know, and, and for me, you know, a lot of, there was a lot of overlap between Air Force, uh, and, uh, construction management from scheduling, you know, all that kind of, you know, just, you know, start, stop, budget, you know. Yeah. What does being a leader mean to you? Yeah. So back to your question about being a leader, um, you know, for me, it was, it was, like I said before, uh, getting in a team and trying to get the, you know, the sum of each part of that team to create more than what they could as individuals. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, things like getting buy-in, uh, you know, accountability was a big one. Oh, how do you hold people accountable? Um, well, you know, it's just even simple things like being on time to, oh, yes. to meetings. Uh, you know, I was, I took over a project and, and I was so frustrated because we would be in a, in a meeting. And this was back when I was a CM, you know, back, you know, 10 years ago. And, um, and I would, I would start the meeting and people would be rolling in late. And, you know, we, we instituted a, a $5 rule. And people thought I was crazy. I was like, listen, if you're you know, one second late, I wasn't like a jerk about it. I was just like, hey, if you're late. Then you're going to pay five bucks. Late, clearly, you have a good reason. Yeah. Your time is better spent somewhere else, but it's going to cost you five bucks. Yeah. So we're going to take that money and we're going to buy donuts, you know, and I will buy the donuts. You'll, you'll, so we had like a cork board and we would put $5 in a, um, with a push pin on the cork board and it, you know, we didn't get as many donuts as you would think. People started showing <laughs> started up. Show up. Yeah. But it was awkward for the first couple of times where I was sitting there in silence and I was like, yeah, we're going to need five bucks to start this meeting because, you know, you should have planned. Like, oh, yeah, I'll get you later. I'll get you like, five bucks uh, later. You're like, no, nope, we're going to do that right now. This is going to be really awkward, <laughs> you know, so we're going to sit here. Does anyone else have five bucks? And someone, you know, and if no one did, I'd be like, I tell you what, I'll loan you five bucks and, and you can pay me back tomorrow. Right. Well, I yeah. think, you know, for me too, being on time is super important. And it is, I think, a courtesy of showing respect to somebody that is, especially if you're the host of a meeting, right? Like show up on time. Let's do this thing, how we're supposed to do it. But I love how you, the $5 rule to hold people accountable. Yeah, and, and, and I brought in uh, something called stand-up meeting, which is uh-huh. uh, an Air Force thing where um, when I was a program director, I had my kind of like, you know, it's like top three or four, you know, CMs or deputies, whatever you want to call them. And every Monday we'd meet in the afternoon, so let, let them get their week out and get get going. But then I wanted to know what I could do to assist them. You know, I was like, all right, you know how your week's going to look. What can I do to support you? We're going to have a stand-up meeting. And it was, I think it was at 3.30 every Monday afternoon. And literally, stand-up meeting, they would come into my office, no chairs. I don't want someone to sit down and, like, you know, tell me about Get comfortable yeah, and get comfortable. talking I'm about like, it. I'm like, just, hey, give me, like, what do you need? No no notes. Don't, don't give me a presentation. Just tell me the, you know, your top three things that you need from me this week. And we would have a stand-up meeting, and that was. And I think that the folks that were that you know came in after me still do. I, I hear that they still do those meetings. And, and so, how long well. is the meeting? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes, yeah, 15 and there, and you're creating dialogue with the individual about yeah. what they need from you yeah. as a leader. Yeah, and part of, I mean, part of having these meetings be effective is, yeah, as the leader of the meeting, holding up your end of the bargain, right? So Absolutely. So when I had the five dollar rule in effect, you know, part of the, the the flip side of that is if I hold you for more than an hour, I'll pay. 
Each one. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a two way street leadership, right? It's not just about you do what I say, but we work together and this is a team. I would think, I actually would say leaders need to hold themselves more accountable than than those who they are asking something from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Before it slips me really quickly, what do you think the most important character trait of a leader is? Um, There there are so many. Um, I think self awareness is probably because if you're not aware, self-aware and you don't have that emotional intelligence to go, Hey, like what I'm doing is not working, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm engaging with this person and I think I'm killing it, right? but this person is not performing for whatever reason, you know, so you can get pissed at, at the person or you can go, well, what, like, let me, let me look in the mirror and go, what, what is, do you, what, yeah, how what do I it? need to show up to have you yeah. get something different? Yeah. Cause we're not, Cordova's not in the business of selling widgets, right? I can't right. go off the shelf and grab a different widget, right? right. Like we are literally, in, and it becomes a cliche. Oh, we're out of people. And but literally it's true, right? If they all left tomorrow, if everyone in the firm left tomorrow, we would have nothing to sell, no yeah. product, no nothing. So, you know, how do I hone in on our product, which is our people, and make sure that they're empowered to do whatever it is they need to do and do it really well. And that goes to all different types of, you know, aspects of their life, which you can only touch so much, but you want to at least create opportunities for them to engage and, and do what they need to do to, you know, to do their best, best work. And Absolutely. So you're a colonel. In the reserves, yes. In the reserves. Yeah, colonel is a colonel. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. you know you're you. an amazing guy. So let's give credit to that. Um, you, I'm looking at around your office and there's all of the plaques that you have. You're the top 20 under 40. That was a thing for you a few years ago. That you're a colonel. You're, ago, yeah. you have a family. You are a leader of a phenomenal team. All of these things, right? So what does it take from an individual to accomplish things like that? Um, well, I, I do feel that I've been very blessed. Doors have opened up and, and, you know, folks always say, you know, you prepare yourself so that when a door opens up that you're ready to, um, to, to take that opportunity. And, um, an example of that was, you know, my first kind of big shot on a big project was I was the number two and, um, the, the, the construction manager at the time. Um, broke his collarbone and a, a biking, um, you know, on his mountain bike. And we, the, he still works for us, you know, and we would still joke like bad break for you, good break for me. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's those opportunities will present themselves. It's, you know, are you ready? Are you doing everything you can? Did, yeah. You know, and, and I, I'm not rooting for anyone to break their collarbone. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. But when it happened, I'm not going to be like, Oh, bummer. I wish I would have gotten that extra course or I wish I would have, you know, cause the opportunity, your chance to do that yeah, was back you when you were number wait. two. Yeah. So when, when the opportunity presents itself, you're either ready or you're not, or you've either done whatever you can to prepare yourself or you haven't. I love uh, it. But it's... you got to balance that. There's a balance. Of course there is. Speaking of balance, you are all of these things, right? How in the world do you balance all of this out? Um, so I don't always do it well, first of all. Um, <laughs> and, and my wife is not in the room. Uh, she might, you know, be a testament to that. But I try. And kind of the biggest thing, and we've talked about this before, uh, kind of in our prep was, uh, being present, mm-hmm. uh, and being a hundred percent in the moment when you can, um, and not being, not, not try to do two things half assed mm-hmm. Do one thing a hundred percent. And Absolutely. if you can only do one thing, do that one thing, but don't try to do so many things that you get, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep, yeah. you know, be, f- be fully engaged. And then when it's time to move on and do something else, be fully engaged there. 
you know, and in the meantime, and when you check, hopefully you put a good team in to be full, you know, to, to carry the, you know, torch or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, don't, don't just, don't just kind of cherry pick, you know, and, and right. Try, like and go just, here, yeah, go here, go here. Then you're just playing whack-a-mole and that's not. A Absolutely. That's not a and then you're all over the place and you've got eight things going on right. and eight things not completed. Correct. Right. So I admire that. Yeah. And then you also, just... you need to be, you need to take, and this is back to self-awareness, right? Um, for me, a big, uh, when I took over the sector, we were, we grew immediately because, you know, we were able to win this work and that was fantastic. And then all of a sudden you saw it flatline for a little while. And I was like, I was getting frustrated because I actually was spending more time in operations looking back, you know, you, you, you sow these seeds, you plant, and then you're like, oh man, I got to manage what I did. Yeah. I couldn't even look over the horizon and be strategic because of, of my day job. And I was, you know, able to have some strategic hires, um, and one one in particular that quite frankly you can look at when she started and then what you know the the revenue went you know six months later the revenue starts to come and that's a direct result of being able to surround yourself with folks that can then not being aware that you can't do everything that was actually going to be my, my yeah. next question because you you talked about growth a couple of different times in terms of when you started and where you guys are today and my question was going to be what do you think made that growth happen. Well, um, I, for, for, so there's, there's the sector and then there's the, the company. Um, and I think the, you know, I think your question was, was focused around the sector, the, the growth, but I, I really think it has more to do with Cordoba and the company because, you know, George gives us, you know, completely that flat leadership is great yeah. because I'm like, Hey, uh, we're making an investment and we're doing this. And it's what, what what's cool about it is, okay. You know, approved, right? I don't think I, trust I, I don't you. think do that I've thing. ever been told no on a on something that I want to do strategically or an investment. Um, but realize that with flat leadership, I don't get to hide behind like several layers of bosses, right? So I'm There's accountable. Transparency to yeah. the top. Yeah, it's trans- well, not, not only that, but it's it's the accountability part. Back to right. what we originally talked about is so if I make an investment, I hire someone and they don't work out. Guess what? There's no, that was my, my call. Yeah. It failed and you know, I own it. You know, and that doesn't mean like I get punished or anything like that. Exactly. Because, you know, but my job is to be right most of the most time. Most of the time. You know, and, and, and if you're never wrong, you're not stretching yourself and you're not, you know, so, you know, the key there is the culture at Cordoba is such that there's space for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for air. Uh, there's space for growth. There's space to stretch. Uh, there's, there's, you know, teams around you to keep you from completely failing. Um, but if I was just status quo and I was just going to do what I want to do, um, and never change and never grow and never stretch myself, I, I, I wouldn't last long. at That's just not who we are. Uh, so that, so when you say, you know, how did the, where did that growth come from? It really is more of a culture than it is any one thing. And that's interesting because not just to be real, not all team members want to stretch and be the best versions of themselves every day. Right. But you don't also need all team members to do that at all times, right? You okay. kind of need to know, all right, well, and some folks are like, I want to show up. I want to, I want to clock in. I want to do my work. I wanna, and it's like, all right, well, are you going to do it really, really well? I'm going to be the best from, from seven o'clock to four 30. I'm going to be the best, whatever. That's and awesome. Like, I have a place for that. Yeah. Right? Um, and when you're ready to go beyond that, here are the things that we need you to do. Um, not everyone can do that or you'll never grow, but not everyone can be, Oh, I want to be business. I want It's like, well, you can't have all, you know, everyone needs to have uh, a role and opportunity to expand that role. If they, if they want, if they want, 
uh, and it's my job sometimes to go, okay, this is where we're expanding now. This is, you know, hold that thought, you know, and, you know, we can't obviously make all investments at all times. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I read about the Cordoba Blueprint for Success, and I know that's something that you are involved in. Talk about that. Yeah, so Cordoba's Blueprint for Success is a program that, that where we, we take folks that want to stretch themselves and have kind of made it known, like, hey, I want to continue to grow my career at Cordoba. How are they identified? Uh, they are, there's two. So they self-identify to, you know, whoever their managers are. Uh, but then their managers are like, yep, this is someone who is, is on a path that, that doesn't want to stay in a box that wants to continue to grow. Uh, so it's, it's not, there's not a specific, you know, hardcore, like so many years that you've been at Cordoba, but it's, it's someone who, you know, who makes it known that they want to grow and whose manager says, uh, yeah, that they're, they're on that path. Let's let's you know expose them to more than just you know their their day job, their role here. So what it does is you know it starts with you know George kind of giving the where we came from, where we're going, uh, which is super motivating because you know the, you know George isn't an engineer. You know he's you know he's like a social sociology major, and you, you know oh, how and it's like how does that work, right? Yeah. it works really well. By the way, we, we're a bunch of engineers. And you know, we work for someone who has this vision, and George doesn't even have a computer. I know, but like, that's all, all people need is a very clear vision. Right. So that so he sets the table on that, and then you know, our finance folks come in and talk about how we make money. Like, like that's good to know, right? Yeah. If you want to be a leader, right? Yeah. Because uh, uh, and then uh, and then I actually teach a section on work-life balance. Oh, you know? and one imagine of, that. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and one of my first slides is like, yeah, like you're, like the biggest criminal is the one telling you, like, <laughs> telling yeah. you. <laughs> you know, and then I you know I go through like the hey you know. Uh, and I and I, one of the the points that I make is the be present, which I talked about earlier, but also the hey, you know, our clients like to work with you um, because they like you. They mm-hmm. like Cordoba too, but Cordoba is probably secondary, more than likely secondary to, to that. So when you're you know when you put the human factor in and likability, uh, oh by the way, you, you start that's a, that's building that off of doing a really good job. Uh, that's why we continue to, to have success. Uh, and then Cordoba also has other programs. We have a lot of um, internships. Uh, we've, in fact, a couple summers ago, we were like 230 people, and I think we had over 20 interns. Oh wow! So it was like 10 percent of yeah. our. Yeah. You know, and we were like, oh wow, that is that right? And, and George, of course, is like, actually, I have two more interns. And <laughs> Here's I'm like, more for you. Uh, yeah, okay, that's great. <laughs> Uh, but what, what's also interesting is, um, you know, the interns. There's all different types. We have high schoolers and, and college. But sometimes, uh, for the interns, you know, you cherry pick the best and the brightest. Sure. And, you know, we've had huge success getting folks that are doing awesome in college and end up um, being fantastic CMs for me, you know, and, and beyond, right? Uh, but based on recent, you know, civil unrest and all the stuff going on in, in our world today, uh, George actually came up with another program, which we're calling Pathway to Success. Mm-hmm. So we have Blueprint for Success and we have Pathway to Success. Um, and that's a really cool program where we've uh, specifically looked for folks uh, that have taken a different path. Maybe they didn't go to college or they draw or whatever. You know, some of them have college degrees, some of them don't. Uh, we've also partnered with uh, Sunburst Youth Academy, which has uh, folks that have dropped out of school that go to this kind of military academy to get back on track and get their That's GED. Awesome. And they were struggling with what to do after folks graduate. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, we can fill that gap. Um, and that's you know, and that's an 18 month program that we do. Uh, it starts off with basic, you know, uh, office skills training. And then we do, we call it an internship because our clients understand what that means. Yeah. But, but it's us paying. It's not a billable position. So we do, you know, six to nine months of that where they get on the job training and then, uh, you know, kind of a top off course. And then after 18 months, 
they all get offer letters from us to work somewhere in the company. That is so cool. Uh, it's, it's, it started with, uh, you know, our first class is 10 and I, it, right now we're planning every six months or so to have another uh, class. And, uh, we're also eventually going to partner with our clients to go, Hey, can you sponsor a class or, you know, and, and, and it'll end up, um, you know, continuing to grow. And when we get all cylinders running, you know, we're going to be challenging other folks in the industry to, to do similar programs. I love that. Super and it's, proud of it, yeah. it, well, absolutely. Cause yeah. it's such a great way. You're really, it's a way to get back and it's a way to be in contribution yeah. to these folks, right? Or these really yeah. kids. And, and we've always cases. given back and, uh, you know, been very philanthropic. Uh, but this is something where, you know, this summer we were looking at all that's going on and, and you know, we're like, what do we do about that? You, mm-hmm. know, you, you know, so this is our, you know, and it, it's just a small part, but it is, you know, it, it ends up adding up to, to being, you know, quite impactful. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, the time that we've had together when we're talking, I'm reminded of, have you ever heard of the dimensions of success, the triangle mm-hmm. dimensions of success, right? Where it's results usually on top and what people most focus on mm-hmm. the process of how we get to the results and then the people, which most companies, I'm not going to say that they're last, but usually people focus on let's, what's the result of what we're doing, yeah. right? And it's super clear that Cardoba is definitely about people. Mm-hmm. So the triangle's flipped, right? And so the you know, success... George always talks about the triangle being flipped. Oh, really? He's like, we're an upside-down triangle, and I'm at the bottom. And Absolutely. It's like, All right. Uh, it's clear. Yeah. It's so clear. Uh, yeah, and that's and that, and that kind of permeates, not kind of, it permeates you know, throughout the firm. And the, and the, the thing that's interesting about that triangle for success is uh, a lot of times when you when you look at that, you have the results at the top, and that's all that's measured. Right. Right. So what to, my opinion is that to be successful, you need to figure out the ways to measure, uh, you know, lower down on that triangle because that's your base, right? Absolutely. And if you're not, you know, being objective about how you're doing at, that, at all levels, then don't expect measurable results that are favorable Absolutely. at the top. Right. That's right. Well, I'm glad we talked about this because yeah. we would have missed that whole part. So thank you for bringing it up. Well, like I said earlier, I feel like I could spend probably the day just talking with you and, you know, who you are as an individual, who you are as a leader. Um, you've got some true accomplishments, and that's what made me want to reach out to you because I, I, I could, you know, I hadn't met you in person before, but I could tell by reading about you that you had leadership qualities that I admire and that I think people would love to hear about. So thank you so much for your time. Nice. If people wanted to reach out, mm-hmm. how would they find you? Uh, you can, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can hit me up there. Otherwise, my, uh, my email address is on our cordobacorp.com website. So. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and share. I'll see you guys soon.